The 80s were an era of musical excess, and photographer Mark Weissguy Weiss was there to document the biggest and most dangerous bands of the time. From Van Halen, Ozzy, Metallica, to Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, and Guns N' Roses, the Decade That Rock podcast will look back at the period's most historic music and moments through Mark's iconic images. New interviews with rock stars both old and new will give fans a backstage pass to the most hedonistic era in music. Along for the ride is me, Mark's co-host, Greg Alpern, music journalist, comedy podcast host, and 80s rock addict, and I'll help shape the conversation from a fan's perspective. Come with us for a decadent celebration of the decade that rocked. So, Mark, today, you know, we have super well-known to the community, Don Jameson on um, from that metal show and a bunch of hysterical comedy albums and all the other cool shit that people know him from. But you guys, obviously, living in Jersey, have a history together, um, know each other a while. So, I just, you know, maybe we should start out by you kind of telling us how you guys met and some of the cool stuff you guys have done together. Well, I, you know, because of my memory, and if you read it on page 22 of my book, uh, you know, when I don't remember things. He's already uh, starting with the plugs. That's unreal. <laughs> yeah, but no, seriously, I don't know. I don't remember when I first met him, but I mean, I, I knew him when I first saw him with on Eddie's, you know, on the, the that metal show. Uh, I went to a couple tapings. Uh, maybe that was the first time we met. And, uh, and I know we definitely met at one of his, it was the Halloween thing or uh, anniversary Rob Halford there or something I don't know but I don't that's my memories and local and now he moved to the area where I live down the Jersey Shore I don't even know where he came from but he ended up here and we hanging out with the same people like Jerry Gaskill lives in the area from King's X so you know it was a small knit of rockers that you know of course we're gonna you know find each other and we did and we're still friends and our you know our little party is growing, you know, we keep meeting more rockers. They're out there, you know, and, uh, and, and lately we've actually, he mentioned about the trail before we got on the air and, uh, and there's this trail that I, I do these um, photos of these rocks formations, but it's funny. I'm, I'll be taking pictures of, I can't shoot rock stars anymore. So I take pictures of these formation of rocks, which kind of like is my therapy now. And I'd be like crouching down and leaning all of a sudden, Don goes, hey, Mark, and he's riding his bicycle, you know, and I'm like, hey, Don, you know, you know, and the last time I saw him was probably, you know, at a rock show or something like, you know, but, you know, at our friends. Um, so, you know, Jersey Shore is cool. And uh, it's good to have people like Don to hang out with. Right. So, Don, yeah. what, what what do you uh, recall about about seeing Mark taking pictures at the shows and, and then meeting up afterwards and yeah, I think the first time I met him, we went sleeve shopping together. <laughs> and uh, we didn't buy anything, though, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, I, that's really what it was, uh, Greg. At the beginning was Mark was the guy that I would see taking photos at all the shows. And, you know, um, there was, you know, there was a small group of them that, you know, to, to guys like me, you know, back before that metal show and everything it was like, you know, Mark was kind of famous. Like, it was like, wow, who's that guy, man? He's, you know, he's right in the front row there. He's see, you know, you know, Rob Halford saying hi to him. Like, everyone knows who Mark is. And and then, like he said, you know, uh, I live five minutes from him down here at the Jersey Shore. So uh, we all end up, you know, hanging out or seeing each other out somewhere. Um, obviously, Eddie Trunk is a mutual friend as well. So, um, yeah, so Mark and I have, uh, have been friends now over the years. And I know it how hard he's been working on the book and, and all that stuff. And, 
and I'm really psyched for him. And uh, yeah, so we're, we, uh, we saw each other last weekend. We did a little That Metal Show reunion, which was a lot of fun. And Mark came down and, uh, and uh, pro provided some entertainment for the show. <laughs> yeah, like I, I wasn't expecting it. Like I was just there to take photos and put them on Getty Images and, uh, and share it. And I happen to have some of my books in because I came from uh, my gallery at the Monmouth Museum where I sell my books. <laughs> <laughs> he just happened to have some books on him. Yeah, but I had him in the trunk because I said to myself, I said, oh, wow, because they're going to do Stump the Trunk. You know, maybe I'll get one of my books and get a little plug in there, you know? And uh, and so I told my friend Mario, I said, Mario, wait a minute. I got, I, I put some books in my car. Grab them, you know? So I grabbed them and I told Eddie about it and, and he start, we started kind of brainstorming. He goes, yeah, we'll do, uh, you know, find something about one of the photos in the in the books and someone's got to answer you know get the, it's like you know stump the audience you know right and uh we i gave i thought it was an easy one it was actually uh this picture of anthrax that i shot for album the man uh the album cover and charlie wrote kiss my ass eddie trunk and it didn't you don't see it on the album cover right. but you see it in the photo on the outtakes and it's in my book and eddie talked about it more than once on a show so if you're a real you know, Trump, uh, Eddie Trunk fan, you would know that, you know? Don, did you know we, that? Did you, did, did you know the answer when he asked that question? Did I, did I know? I actually didn't even know that, yeah. So, oh, uh, wow, okay. That well, was maybe it was a hard we one. All kinda, we all looked at Mark like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone was like... With? I mean, you know, like nobody knew, knew the answer to that. So, uh, I mean, Eddie even barely knew it. So uh, we, te we were teasing Mark a little bit. and But, you know, what's great, like... Mark, Mark has so many stories. So anything that we brought up during the Q&A or Stump to Trump, Mark would go, that's, you know what? I have a story about that in my book. So I was, 22, page 22. I go, I go, and in fact, right now, the publisher is revising the book to put tonight's show, a story of tonight's show in the book. Or at least a poster is the insert poster insert. And I, I was oh, yeah. I was rambling so much, and I you know I'm just starting to do this, and I, I usually get nervous, but with these guys I wasn't nervous, so I was on a roll a little bit, you know, and uh, I think it was Craig uh, Craig Gas said something like as I was just rambling on about stuff, he's like, uh, and the answer is uh, cocaine. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I didn't get it at the time, but when I watched the video, I was like, oh, that's what he was referring to, because everyone was laughing except me. <laughs> You know? He did. He did a good gene on you, though. That was pretty good. That was good too. Yeah, we played. We play, we all played off each other. It's, you know, hey, you never know. Maybe uh, you know, I can make a, an appearance here and there. I, they can put me in the audience as the photographer. We do. We do a little shtick. How how many shows did you did you shoot a lot of the that metal show like on set, or was that just once in a while? Oh, Mark. Yeah. Oh no. Did you ever take stills of us, or or you just no? Came, just no, came this is the first. This is the first time and it was so easy. I just found out about it because Eddie tweeted something out. My friend Mario said, you know, why don't we go there? And uh, and it was like so easy, you know, I love when that happens. And it's like, and I've never even been to a show. Uh, and it was like, you know, I knew it was a stadium. I knew they were going to do social distancing well because they, you know, they had to. And it was outdoors. So it was really, it was really good. It was really nice to see everyone and, you know, yeah, maybe we got, everyone got a little too close in the box, but we all felt good and we trusted everyone that was healthy, but you know, asymptomatic is asymptomatic. There's nothing getting around it. So, you know. Yeah, it was cool. Bumblefoot came down and played, 
the, the, the Star Spangled Banner and, and he played the theme right. song to that metal show, which he wrote. He played that live. And so he, you know, he partook and you know, like Mark said, Craig Gass was there, uh, you know, doing this great impression. So yeah, really fun night. But yeah, Mark, I don't think you ever came to the, the studio and, and, and shot photos of us. I didn't, I never took photos. I went to one of the screenings I don't know if Zach was there maybe or something. I just went with Zach and I just watched it. You know, it was pretty cool. Was like that was when it was like full production in New York. That's when we used to be somebody, Greg. <laughs> I can't believe that show's <laughs> been off the air for five years. I, I saw that before. I'm like, wow, it's been five years already. Yeah, either can my mortgage broker. <laughs> Like, wait, well, I thought you made a lot of money. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, wait, so are you guys going to do more of these? Or is this just like a one-off? Uh, you know what? It was just a one-off thing. You know, the, the home, my hometown comedy club here, Uncle Vinny's, yeah. um, has been promoting shows outside of the club since they haven't been able to open. So they put it together. But yeah, we did it for years while the, when the show was on the air. So it was cool, man. We'd go out like rock stars. Like we'd fly out for the weekend. You know, we go play, you know, we go play L.A. and then yeah. Vegas one weekend and the next weekend we play Chicago and Detroit. And so, yeah, we, we did that for years and it was a lot of fun. And it was funny because back then Eddie didn't really travel. He was just really just doing his radio show and he'd host a few festivals here and there. And he couldn't keep up with Jim and I at all. He's like, I don't know how you guys travel like this. And, <laughs> and Eddie would literally bring everything from his house. So he'd have like 19 bags and I would just, we would just have book bags over our shoulder. And then he started traveling more than us, you know, after a while, you know, because of all his, his radio shows and all his festival contacts. And now he's, he's just like we are, man. He just, he just gets an overnight bag and goes. So, uh, it, it, but it was cool. It was, it was always fun touring together. Thank God that we were three best friends from the start. You know, right. if I if I would have had to do it with uh, with anybody else, it wouldn't have been nearly as fun. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, Eddie was really good. I mean, I never I never seen him perform like that. But it, it almost like he wasn't performing. He was kind of very Seinfeldish, you know. But uh, did you guys help him with the jokes? I was curious about that. No, you know, Eddie. It's funny because Eddie tells he just basically tells funny rock and roll stories. And like Mark, he's got a million of them. So you know, the story that he tells about how we got the gig. Uh, at VH1 was is you know it's it's funny but it's actually true which is you know Jim and I didn't really have a demo tape to send except maybe some stand-up or whatever but they wanted to see something and we were just like all right here give them our, our prank um, our hidden camera prank DVD right. and um, they ended up picking out the segment where that, that, that we where we went into hotel rooms and we did upper deckers in the rooms <laughs> And then called the front desk and asked them to come and said, we said, ah, oh, there's something wrong with the toilet. Could you come check it out? <laughs> and for people who don't know what an upper decker is, is when you take the tank off the, the top of the toilet and you go into the top part, which is really the cleanest part of the toilet, right? Because, you know, nobody goes up there. Right. So, and, and then we call the front desk and they come and flush it. And so instead of, you know, the turds going down the toilet, it goes actually flushes into the toilet. <laughs> And um, <laughs> yes, that, that's hilarious in New Jersey, by the way. And uh, that's yeah. what VH1 saw. And yeah. you're uh, like, we gotta have it. We gotta. Eddie, have we gotta it. have these guys. Eddie, Eddie told the story like in, in pretty much, in pretty much really good detail. Yeah. <laughs> 
who who is who is typically in charge of uh, making the upper decker? Well, we, we took turns and then we had we both had a hidden camera like a in a pen on our ear and we filmed each other. So, you know, there I am sitting on the, the top of the toilet with my pants down around my ankles and Jim's like coaching me is like, come on, you can do it. Commit to the bit, you know. And, and actually, and as it goes, is that's what VH1 saw, right? Isn't that what it? That, that's what yeah. that's what they gave Eddie, and Eddie didn't even look at it. He goes, "Ah, oh, this must be good. I'll I'll just send it to him." And he, and Eddie's like, "What are you kidding me?" You know. So he tells the whole story, you know. But the rest. Craig, is sometimes when you do all the wrong things, the right things happen. Yeah, of course. Listen, especially in rock and roll, right? Yeah. So you know, with with you, Don, like, you know, when I think of you, I I I, not just because it's a metal show, but I, maybe it's all out of that you know think of you as the rock and roll guy right comedian like that's sort of where my head goes you know because the names of your albums what you've been associated with working with dice for so long all all these things it's like you're the rock and roll version i mean the comedy version of a rock star right so like did that naturally come to you or did it just all fall into place with everything as you grew up in comedy with dice and then the, that metal show yeah, I, yeah, kind of a little of both, just only in the sense of like, from the time I was a kid, you know, Kiss Destroyer and George Carlin Occupation Fool were my first two albums. Right. So to me, those worlds always mixed, you know, I loved Kiss for the same reason I loved George Carlin. My parents hated both of them. Right. And I knew it was something subversive. So I, you know, over the years, as I started to do stand up and start to gain a little traction, you know, started hanging with Jim. We met Eddie. One thing leads to the other. My favorite comics were always the guys like late 80s who were the rock and roll comics. Like you mentioned, Dice, who I opened for for 10 years, right. you know, opening for Guns N' Roses at the Rose Bowl in front of 100,000 people. You know, Sam Kittison with all the Sunset Strip guys with the wild thing. Even Bobcat Goldthwait opened for Nirvana on their first U.S. tour. And that was when comics opening for bands was really cool yeah and then for like 25 years it was so not cool right and so i'm just really proud to like you know be associated with that crowd and there's a few of us out there myself florentine jim brewer yeah. um my buddy dean del rey in la craig gas so yeah. there's a, there's a bunch of us a handful anyway that'll go out and actually open for bands which i've been doing a lot the last 10 years which has uh, been a lot of fun but I wish I started doing this years ago when I was younger. Cause yeah. you know, when they say party like a rock star, they mean it. <laughs> they mean it. They mean it. Yeah. Dean's awesome. Dean, I mean, he's in, he's in bands too. Dean. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he started. Right. You know, being a singer in a band and he was just like, you know what? I'm tired of splitting the money five ways, lugging equipment. You know, it's just, I just put my dick jokes in my pocket and go to the gig on my own. Right. Yeah. He's great. I, I, I like him a lot. Did you ever shoot um, Mark at Dice? Uh, no, I, I never did actually. Sam Kennison, I did um, uh, a lot actually because he was in uh, wild. You know, I wild thing, yeah. I shot the wild thing photos, uh, so I shot him with all the rock stars. Right. And John Bon Jovi did an appearance with Rodney Dangerfield, so yep. I, I was in with with Sam. And actually, uh, um, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, the girl that was in Wild Thing. What's her name? Jessica Hahn. Yeah, Jessica Hahn. So I got some really racy photos of them that are in my book, actually, full page. 
Yeah. And uh, but but Sam, I remember I was uh, in Atlantic City. Skid Row just came together, and we went down to see Sam Kennison. Uh, they knew each other, and um, I remember going backstage, and I had my little I had my little water gun camera. It's like a camera. It's real tiny, and I remember uh, getting you know having Sam. You got all the guys already, so the guys at Skid Row, I, I nailed already. And then I said, let me get Sam. You know, he'll, he'll have a sense of humor. Right. So I put Snake next to Sam. I said, let me get a picture of Sam and you and Snake. And this is like the first time I met him. Uh, this is before I, I got to work with him. And I, I put him up there and I put next to him and I got him and I got him in, I got him in the face, you know, and he, everyone kind of laughed <laughs> a little bit and chuckled. And I said, ah, you know, and then I'm like, and then we, a few minutes went by and then I said, Sam, I'm going to get, let's get, let's get Sebastian, you know? So he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get Sebastian. So I would like, I, now this little camera, had a little turn spittle thing on it. So whoever it, you know, went. So Sam was on my left and I turned it to him again, you know, and I, Sebastian was in front. He already knew the joke, so I'm not gonna get Sebastian again. So I'm going and Sam's like looking over, hey Sebastian. Sam's going, Sebastian, look over here, man. Take a picture with me and White, you know. And so uh, I take it, I, I get him like right in the eyeball, you know. <laughs> and it's like, oh, he started getting a little mad. I said, Sam, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I said, here, get me, man, get me. And I turned it around like he thought I was going to turn it around to get me. And I flipped it all the way around and <laughs> squirted himself on it. <laughs> and, you know, he laughed a little bit. But the next time I, I shot him, uh, I went down to see him. Uh, he wouldn't even let me in the place. Like his brother went out. He's like, Mark, I don't know what you did to him, but something about, <laughs> or something about, something about one of your cameras, you know? That's and I said, I said, dude, but I have a, uh, I got this full page picture of him in Hit Parader magazine. I want to show it to him. And he looked at it and goes, let me show it to him. You wait here, Mark. And uh, he came back and he's like, you know, come on in, but don't leave that, leave that freaking, uh, if you got that, that camera on you, you know, don't use it. So, and then <laughs> and we were like buddies again. And, you know, he's, you know, he saw, he saw that I was getting him in the rock press. Cause you know, I basically, you know, sh I shoot bands and I, I get them in the, in, in, you know, in the magazines, that's what I do. And Sam wanted to be in the, with the magazine. So he was at a lot of the rock shows with the artists. So I was the photographers to a lot of the people and, you know, it was a no brainer. So we made up. Yeah. I, I went, I actually went to um, that Sam Kinison arena tour back. It was either 88 or maybe 89. I was, I'm pretty sure a freshman in college and it was, it was very, rock and roll but comedy stand-up comedy like that and you know for me like merging those two things together it was like the best thing in the fucking world for you know for me i grew up comedy fan and of course you know like you done my first record i ever have a recollection of owning is kiss alive too which my mother actually bought for me <laughs> in valley fair in hillsdale new jersey um, yeah, what mine was destroyer, yeah. and yeah, the same thing pressured mom into getting it for me. And but when you're 12, it's like they're rock stars, they're they're superheroes, they're comic book characters. Yeah. What's better than that when you're 12? You know, like yep. you know, you weren't getting you weren't getting laid yet. You know, you, you hadn't gone through puberty. You're like this was this was it. I was like, I, I could never. How could I ever like another band? This is the ultimate band. And and for a couple good couple of years, I didn't. It was just it was all kiss. All the time, yep. you know, posters on the wall, every inch covered, the kiss cards on the molding around the doors and uh, along the floor and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. And then listening to George Carlin cassettes, 
on my Radio Shack cassette recorder yep. with the one with the earphone in the one ear, so my parents didn't hear me listening <laughs> to them late at night. Right. Yeah, it's it's you know to this day my mom still who's alive seventy eight years old, if she sees like Kiss merch anywhere she buys it for me and gives it to me like I'm a 12 year old. And I'm like, mom, <laughs> you don't need to buy me the Gene Simmons figures anymore. Like it's okay. Right. It's, <laughs> but I mean, you know, so what's, are, are you out doing or trying to do shows Don, now with everything going on? They're starting to trickle in again. And, uh, but like I played, so yeah, so I, I, I played a stadium last Friday night and then Saturday night, I literally played somebody's backyard in, in the Poconos. Wow. <laughs> so that's, that's, I always tell people that's show business right there. That, that encapsulates what show business is all about. Um, the other great example of that for me is uh, I got, I, I performed at Metallica's first Orion Fest in Atlantic City. Right. It was a, right. It was a Saturday and a Sunday. I performed on the Saturday. And you know, Lars came down, introduced me to the crowd, thousands and thousands of Metallica fans, metal heads. Um, halfway through the set, Hetfield rolls up and sits on the side of the stage on a road case and watches me. I, and I'm looking out the corner of my eye and he's, he's laughing. And it's like the most surreal, one of the most surreal days of my life. That was a Saturday. The following Thursday, I played the back room of a pizza place in North Jersey. <laughs> Which was better? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I, the Metallica one, obviously, way, way better. And I got a free pair of Vans. Right. Um, but, um, but, I, but I, and this is why I think I've been around. Whether, whether you like me as a comic, I'm your favorite, I'm not your favorite. I always prepare the exact same for every gig. So I will say I did prepare just as hard for the, the, the pizza gig as I did for the Metallica gig. Right. So you don't, you don't get nervous at all or like with either one or the Metallica, was there some nerves going on there? Oh, dude, I was, yeah, I was, I was dying. And then, and then when Lars showed up in the golf cart, it, it, like I was so happy that he did, it was an honor that he came down to introduce me to the crowd. And I think it helped, you know, like, once he told the crowd, hey, these are our guys, because it was going to be me, Florentine, and Brewer, I think that put them at ease. But it, just, but it, it knocked my anxiety up another two notches. So, uh, and then the Hetfield thing was crazy, too, because I had to do like 25 minutes. I took my first breath at like 12. Wow. You know, when I finally realized, okay, I, I'm, you know, I'm doing well. I got these guys. And I tell, the next joke I tell gets this giant, uh, it gets a big laugh but a giant roar from the crowd and people clapping. So now I'm, I'm all cocky. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm yeah. killing them. And then I look over and then I, they saw Hetfield walk, walk onto the stage. And I go, oh, that was for him, you assholes? All right, well, that's cool. What, was, were, you, were you and Florentine like competitive on that? Like, was there any like competition between the two you could do in those shows? That you know what, man? It's if anything, there's friendly competition, but no, nah, not really. I mean, we, you know, we've done so many comedy projects, uh, TV shows, all kinds of things over the years. Uh, you know, we've never had a a disagreement about anything. Like, I trust his comic instincts; he trusts mine. Like, if I if I go, no, I really think we should do it this way, he'll go, all right, man. You know what? If you if, if you feel that strongly about it, let's try it that way. So it's cool, man. I mean, like. Uh, Man, if I was gay, he'd be the perfect chick. <laughs> we'll let him know, or you can let him know. So, but I mean, like, let's say he goes out and, and is not 
having a good set, the crowd's not with him. Like when he comes off stage, what's your first instinct? Would your instinct be to rub it in or would it be to be like, hey man, just fuck him tonight? Like what, what, what instinct are you going with? Well, I mean, this is not specific to Jim because I, I'll always root for Jim, obviously. Right. Um, you know, I, but it is, you know, co and every comic will tell you this, Greg, it is, it's way more fun to watch your friends bomb oh, of course. than to kill. Right, of course. <laughs> like, of I know course. Florentine kills 99% of the time. Yeah. So it's when they bomb. But I wouldn't want to see him bomb at, at, at a Ryan Fest. But maybe in right. a club, yeah, you yeah. kind of giggle a little bit in the back. And then when you get off, you just go, oh, fuck them, man. <laughs> yeah, Liz, no, I spend a lot of time in comedy clubs, obviously, and, and talking to tons of, of comics. And um, yeah, if, if they tell you otherwise, they're fucking full of shit. <laughs> they totally. Are full of shit. Um, so what, you know, what of all the, you know, the years that you didn't th that metal show and all the, the, the festivals and things, are there any that have like really distinctive memories for you outside of, of the Metallica one? Man, I'll just, um, I'll just say it like this, man. You know, for me as a comic, you know, the, the, the three greatest moments of my life were doing Metallica's Orion Fest Here's the biggest heavy metal band in the world asking me to perform on their festival. Um, going on the Howard Stern show and doing a couple of the roasts on there and looking over and seeing the greatest, funniest radio performer of all time, laughing at my jokes. Um, and then opening for, to me, the, the greatest comedian who ever lived, Andrew Dice Clay, and have him, you know, enjoy what I do, man. You know, that's... If only those three things ever happened in my career, that, that would be enough for me. Right. I mean, those are three awesome things. And, and a photo shoot with Mark Weiss. No, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> we can arrange that. And then you'll, then you'll, you can die then. Yeah. Well, Mark, Mark made sure, cause we had, a, we had a couple of uh, models come down and he, he made sure that all three of us got plenty of uh, hands-on modeling time with the girls, which was a lot oh, yeah. of fun. Yeah, see why, why the bands like me so much is because I always bring some hot chicks with it, with me, you know. Well, they were there already because they were they were part of the show. But, you know, once I see them and, you know, they're kind of like everyone's doing their own thing. And it's like, you know, come on, I know the guys want to be around the girls. And if I can get them closer and give them a reason to, then the girls get in there and everyone has fun and, you know, you know, the girls smell good and the guys, you know, have a little, little, uh, you know, senses, uh, you know, they, it, it's a, it's a feel good time. You know, it's a short time. I take some good photos and get to spread them with, uh, you know, and it puts, a, it puts a big smile on, on like it put a big smile on, on his face when I, when Don, when Don took the picture with the two girls. It's good photo. Yeah. And then, and then later on, I let Mark smell my finger. <laughs> So I like that. Did you tell Jim that if, if you were going to be gay, he'd be your wife? Your, your <laughs> I wife. think, he, I mean, I think we like, there are probably people who think we are because it's, <laughs> it's honestly, I've, you know, the guy's been, you know, my right hand man, my partner in crime for 25 years. And to, you know, in any kind of relationship, to, 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 to be with somebody that long in any capacity and, and honestly, never have a disagreement, never fight. Like that is, uh, I don't, we, we created the perfect blueprint for, uh, for a relationship without even trying. Wow, that's pretty awesome. How'd you guys meet? We met at a, a rub and tug on uh, Route 516 in Old Bridge. No, uh, <laughs> oh, I, I heard it was actually Glory Hole, but fine. 
<laughs> you call it a glory hole. I call it an adult entertainment establishment. Um, we met. Uh, we met at a Christmas party at Caroline's. He was already doing comedy like three or four years. I was just starting to try to dabble in it, and you know, it, it's like you know, he was a classic Jersey guy. He had long curly hair. He looked like David Coverdale's like you know, you, you know, white trash brother. And we both loved metal. We both loved comedy. We both loved strippers. So we ended up talking and yeah, and here it is, like I said, 25 years later and still friends and still like all three things. Right. How, how deep does your metal knowledge go? Like, like obviously like Eddie is a fucking encyclopedia of everything. And Mark is a visual encyclopedia of literally everything. Like, but where, where do you, fit in there like as far as just the base now like me I've, been, I've i grew up on metal and and everything and i can't remember yesterday let alone who played guitar on the third docking album in the in, you know when they mixed like i i have no memory like no visual memory of that but you sitting on that show with with eddie for so for seven years like i imagine either that rubbed off on you or you were just there you and jim were just like the two fans like i am to this with mark yeah he well he rubbed eddie rubbed off on us a couple of times in the in the dressing room but um as far as our music knowledge <laughs> got nothing on that all right um as far as our music knowledge the good thing was that we uh I think we all had brought our own sort of expertise. You know, Eddie's a guy who's been on the inside of the business. He's worked in the music business. So not only can he sort of, you know, really give you the history of a certain band, he could tell you who produced the records. He could tell you about the record label they were on. He knows the inner workings of the business. You know, I'm more of like, you know, just uh, the, the, the fan my whole life kind of guy. Um, I was al always the one on the show that got into sort of the heavier side of, of hard rock and metal. You know, I was the guy who's, you know, I started you know, liking death metal and other types of metal that those guys didn't like, you know. And, and Jim is more like, um, you know, Jim's real like old school, um, you, know, you know, he grew up with seven brothers and sisters. So, that, you know, his brothers turned him on. Uh, to a lot of music and he's more the guy you could like you could go um rhyme of the ancient mariner iron maiden he'll go 13 minutes 21 seconds <laughs> like he could remember the times of songs so right. we all kind of had our own idiosyncrasies and right. and i think that's what made it work um, when a guest came on that maybe i knew more about than those guys Right. You know, like Eddie would always say when we had Alice Cooper on, he goes, you know how much I love Coop, but like you, you're way more fanatical. You could lead the interview. And then when it was one of Eddie's guys, you know, he took the lead, you know, and then the same with Jim. So we kind of spread the, spread the wealth. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's like my, 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 and with Mark is like, my walls as a as a 16 year old were littered with the pictures out of circus and hit parader and all those old magazines and my mom would walk in and be like just she'd kind of laugh and and be like i don't understand how david lee roth's legs can go that far apart and you have this giant picture on your wall <laughs> and ultimately that's one of mark's pictures and i i can just go down the list of all the pictures i had on my wall that were marks from all of those bands and it's just you know, as a fan, it's just incredible to to look at a guy 
and know that there's that much knowledge and history back there. Yeah, I agree. And, and the more that I got to know Mark and his background, uh, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I'm not saying this just because we're, we're on this together, but I've got a lot of respect for the guy, man. He's, you know, he's, he's shot so many iconic pictures. It's like, it's dizzying. And, and, and I agree, Greg, I'm, I'm sure I had many of them on my wall over the years and, and flipping through the book today, especially looking through and going, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yep, I know that one. Yep, I know that one. Um, so yeah, just uh, amazing stuff. So, so like, like back then when I was taking these pictures and getting them in the magazines, like I, I'd be psyched just to see my photos in the magazines for the spreads. I show them to the bands, you know, show them to my parents. And, uh, it was just exciting seeing these bands in the magazines. And, you know, I kind of knew that the people were hanging them up, but I didn't have like years later when I, people are telling me like, everyone did and then I start seeing pictures like I was so like wrapped up into what I was doing and I never even kept a portfolio you know because I was so busy work you know going on the road with Rat and Dokken and Ozzy it was just like you know it's constantly you know I was never on like a full tour I was just like I was like you know, like the, the girlfriend that would like show up at you know with this this band and then that band and whenever I would would go on the road like you know because the bands they're they're like you know everything's monotonous you know it's the same people same crew so all of a sudden here i am with magazines of them and and uh you know photos that i shot the, the last time with with them bringing them so i'm always bringing stuff that are going to make them feel good so it's like i was like you know always embraced and it was always a great feeling that's why i love going on the road and then i would take more pictures and they would let you know hey mark you want to take this so it's like i was really like you know, they were really letting me do whatever I wanted. They trusted me because I got, I let them approve the photos. So they gave me photos that they wouldn't give anyone else. So it was just fun. And so, you know, then after the 80s kind of died out, you know, and, and I was like, all right, now what? I, at that point, I was on the road with Skid Row a lot. I was videotaping them and they were still had a good thing going for a few years in the 90s. And, uh, but then there was a lull. I tried it out with, you know, I, I mean, I shot Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and, you know, I just, it just wasn't, I wasn't vibing with them. They didn't care about photography. So, you know, I don't think if you talk to people from the nineties, like Soundgarden, I don't think they had their pictures hanging up on the walls, maybe a couple, but not like, right. like, you know, the metalheads did. It, Definitely. it was just uh, that, that, that those 10 years of those people, that, that generation, they're forever young. Like they're now still feeling the same way. I know it cause I see them in the audience and I, I, you know, I talk to them and, and they, they don't feel like they're 50 or 60. They still feel like they're 25. And it's, it's kind of cool. And the book is what it does. It's kind of like, you know, it gave me an opportunity to, to bring back what I did, my favorite shoots, the shoots that kind of shaped my career. Like, that's what this book is for. It took me five years to make. And it was real important to me. That's why it took so long. I went through a couple different, you know, different writers and and designers because I wanted it perfect, you know. And, and it really is. It did turn out perfectly. And you know, the publisher was behind it. They thought I was crazy. You know, so many times, like, I thought they were going to say, Mark, it's enough. No more changes. But I, I, I don't know Mark. did it the right way. This will buck out of it, you know. And to look at it now, I can, I can enjoy my photographs like, like the, the people did in the magazine. So, you know, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad you did it, too, for sure. All right, guys. Well, this has been a great time. Um, thanks a lot. Don, really appreciate talking to you. I've uh, been a big fan for a long time. I watched every single metal uh, show that, that metal show. Um, 
that was on through three o'clock in the morning, multiple nights in a row. Like it really, I look forward to that and miss it greatly. Um, so thank oh, cool. You. Thanks for the good words, man. And when just, just, I don't want anybody to think like I can't afford my house. Um, <laughs> I, I just, uh, we, we do get residuals on um, some of the downloads of uh, that metal show. And I, I just deposited a check for three cents uh, today. So I'm oh. doing all right. Everybody relax. There's no and shortage guess, of pizza uh, joints in North Jersey. No <laughs> shortage. I've done it before, and there's plenty more in my future, I have a feeling. And uh, the, uh, uh, for people who want to book me, just know I'm very affordable. <laughs> and funny. <laughs> Thank you, brother. You get it all. You get it all. People need to laugh during this whole you know, crap. You know what I mean? Like, they need to laugh. And, I, and, and it's really like, like when I saw it at the stadium show, uh, it's kind of – it kind of works for comedy. I think, I think, I think there's, there's going to be more shows with comedians because, you know, they don't stand up. Like, like they don't have to be together. Like, you know, in a metal show, they don't have to like feel that, you know, people like to sit down and they clap and they laugh and they, and they can actually have their own space where it's pretty much, it's really not skipping a beat. Instead of just like not being able to have as many people uh, in the place. And I think more people, uh, by, by seeing an event, like, you know, getting the word out that it really is safe and there's no number spikes after like, you know, in, in Lakewood, you know, in two or three weeks that yeah. I think there's going to be openings and I think you're going to get a lot of calls. Plus you, the guys are funnier than hell, you know, and, and uh, you know, it's, I, I think, I think your mortgage will be paid next month. Right. <laughs> so before, well, thank before, you, man. Thanks before. for being a part of it again. And uh, yeah. Um, hopefully and hopefully musicians as well so uh but appreciate the, the time on here and and mark i'll be talking to you soon i'll see you on the trail all right boys Thanks, guys